everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Zai Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts, Summer the Zai. Joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Zai Guys, Mr. Tad the Zai. And Tad, we're jumping into some draft stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. we teased this yeah, we at are. the end of our last episode that we are now the number one source on LAFB Network for all of your draft needs with the, you know, the Collegiate Bowls. We're going to be talking about the Combine when that comes up. Obviously, the NFL Draft when that comes around. But yeah, we're going to be busy these next couple of months for sure and ted i know you're super excited about it it's gonna be great i'm already into scouting for the senior bowl but we'll touch on that towards the end of the episode so be sure to you know stay tuned for some announcements there and uh yeah i mean like you said we are touching on every collegiate bowl not just the senior bowl so that is why we are doing tonight's episode because we know a lot of you don't watch these games but you are interested in these players so we got your backs. We will let you know what to take away from these games that you can, you know, go to work and make it sound like you are the draft expert. And you know who's the expert when it comes to betting? That's our friends at Bet Online because they remain your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, even college sports as well. You could probably bet on what's going to be happening with the NFL draft, so I'm pretty sure they got some odds there. So head March to bet online today. Coming up. Exactly. So head to bet online today on your computer or mobile device and join, and you can receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's capital B L E A V, and you can receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Once again, that promo code is BELIEVE, capital B L E A V, and you'll receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So Ted already brought it up, so I mean, no need to sort of delay it any longer we're going to be jumping into the nflpa collegiate bowl give you a little bit of analysis on that game it happened on sunday january 28th i mean it was in pasadena california we had some representatives out there who got some great interviews so you can find that on the lafb network website as well if you want some interviews with some of the attendees participants in that collegiate bowl um it was the american team coached by jeff fisher former Titans and Rams coach, and he was going against one of his former players. Eddie George was actually coaching the national team, and Jeff Fisher got the best of his former player. Eddie George, they won that game 19-17. to 17. Um, Holton Allers, I believe I'm saying his last name right, out of Eastern yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look that up for you later because I almost <laughs> picked him as my winner. Spoiler yeah. alert. So quarterback Holton Allers out of Eastern Carolina was named the MVP of the game, going 9-12 for 12 for 189 passing yards and one touchdown and if you're wondering if you've never heard of collegiate bowl before it is one of the more long-standing collegiate bowls out there i mean notable alumni from this game from past years um, include darnell mooney receiver with chicago bears legerius sneed playing for the kansas state chiefs in the super bowl he came for the collegiate bowl uh tariq cohen one of my favorite players fortunately yep. with a lot of injuries we'll see if he can come back to the nfl marquez valdez scantling also in the super bowl with the kansas city chiefs and former packer and for a uh, current 49ers Samson Ebicam also former oh, Rams. Had to throw that one in there. I gotta throw yeah. the last one in there. Yeah, of course. yeah, there you are. Kurt Niner Colts on that list. <laughs> Kurt Niner and former Rams Samson Ebicam was also 
uh, alumni of this game as well. So we're going to get to one winner and one loser from the performance of this game as well as practices here. So we're going to give it to you really quick here. So, Tad, I'm going to pass it to you here. Let's start with the losers first this time. So I'm going to pass it to you here. Just who did not help themselves after the performance in this game? And one thing I'll say before you give your loser to is that just because they didn't perform well in this game doesn't mean that their stock is totally going to drop as soon as they get to the NFL draft. It's just this is a chance to sort of showcase your skills on a sort of more national level, quote unquote, where it's like you're more nationally recognized on TV as opposed to like if you go to a smaller school, you may not get as much recognition. So this is a chance to sort of show up against sort of similar competition to prove yourself that you can have a successful career in the NFL. So this is not the end all. Like, I mean, there's still a lot of, of things not. that they can improve no, no, on, no, there's, but there's just based on months this, left to go. Exactly. But just based off this week of practice and the way the game went, maybe they hurt their stock a little bit after this performance. So I'll pass to you here, Tad, who just unfortunately hurt their performance. I'm, I'm so glad you use that wording of showcasing your skills because I know what skills this guy has, which is why I was so disappointed in his performance. And that's Amari DiMarcato, obviously the running oh. back out of TCU. Bringing up a TCU hard front. All right. Show, All well, right. Yeah, I'm just getting this out of the way. He sucks, so we're just getting <laughs> it out of the way. We're just ripping the Band-Aid right off. But he did so badly that when I texted you, letting our listeners know earlier today that I was going to talk about him, you were like, wait, he was in the game? Because, like, he had, that's how little impact he had. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it was, it, it, um, by little impact, I mean, like, almost none. He had four carries for zero yards. This guy was the hero for TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. Kendra Miller goes down with an injury, I believe, in the first quarter, definitely first half. And Kendra Miller, for those of you who don't know, was TCU's starting running back. Honestly, in my opinion, deserved a New York invite for the Heisman over Max Duggan, actually. I wanted Kendra Miller in New York more than Duggan. And so our star running back goes down, and DeMarcado stepped up big time. Big runs, big receptions, and he has that skill. He has that explosive skill set. I didn't see it. I didn't see any shiftiness. All I saw was DeMarcado four times run directly into admittedly a very shaky O-line, but he showed no shiftiness. And I understand that's hard for you to do is like, if your O-line's not great, if you're not familiar with them, it's hard to, you know, make something of it, but other running backs did it. So why didn't you? So like you said, I don't think his stock is dead. I don't think he's for sure going undrafted, but for a guy who frankly, I thought was going to get invited to the senior bowl. This was your chance to prove like, Hey, you should have invited me. And he just proved why he wasn't invited. And it really sucks because I know this guy has that potential. He just did nothing to show for it. So unfortunately, like he's going to have to have a good, you know, 40 time at the combine. He's go He has to have a good pro day. If he has a bad pro day, then I'm hitting the panic button. But right now, this is not the start to the draft process that he needed. Yeah, very accurate. Now, I will say he did get a positive stat in the yeah, overall stat sheet. He did have a reception for nine yards, so it oh, wasn't yeah, an absolute dud of a day. But just, yeah, especially as you're trying to be a running back for right. him to not get exactly. any sort of positive yards during that game sort of says a little something. But, yeah, we'll see how it all goes. Obviously, TCU is going to have a lot of spectators at their pro day, so he's got a really good shot to sort of improve his stock there. Uh, we'll see what happens throughout the entire draft process here in the next couple of months. So I'm going to go with one of my picks as far as a guy who just underperformed. And this is a fellow Mountain West guy that I saw a lot of as a fellow San Jose State alumni watching San Jose State games. And that's David Perales, an outside linebacker. Mm. Some people label him a defensive end, uh, edge rusher. It's like sort of a hybrid. He's, he's a tweener. Ways. Yeah, exactly. he's a tweener from the, exactly. from what the, so the film I've watched. Yeah. 
Exactly. So coming out of Fresno State, um, 6'2", 256 pounds. And this guy was a first-team All-Mountain West defender. So, I mean, I expected to see a lot more from this guy. And like I said, I was watching San Jose State games all season long. And when they played Fresno State, this guy was a constant menace. I mean, there's a game that he had, I think, where he had four sacks in one game. It wasn't against San Jose State, but it was against another opponent. Four sacks? Four sacks in one game. Yeah, I mean, this guy definitely has the talent. And you think in a game like this, he was able to showcase that prove as to why he was the first team all Mountain West. But all he could register on the game day was one tackle for loss. Like, I mean, that doesn't show me a whole lot. And there wasn't a lot of buzz coming off of the game either as far as like, okay, maybe this was just, maybe he's dealing with an injury. Maybe it was just like overshadowed by some stiffer competition coming from the Mountain West, playing against some other guys. But I mean, the Collegiate Bowl, you got a good mix of like some bigger schools. You got some group of fives. You got some FCS. I mean, you got a lot of competition there. So it's like, you'd think he would have flashed a little bit during that game, but just unfortunately... Not the best performance from him. But like I said, I think as an edge rusher, too, you always have an ability to sort of make a roster as long as you're willing to, you know, fight for it and just show that sort of ability. So you saw it all season long. So we'll see how the process goes throughout the entire next couple of months here leading up to the draft. But just, yeah, he did not help himself at all during the collegiate bowl. So, um Tad, we're going to quickly transition into guys that we liked. Like, I mean, we're going to keep this episode going yeah, right along here. Keep it running. Keep it running, baby. <laughs> um, so you brought up a running back that you didn't like, but I'm going to bring up a running back that I did like. I mean, he really showcased a lot of talent, and that's Titus Swen, the running back out of the University of Wyoming. Name. Great name. <laughs> 5'11", 206 pounds, and this is actually a very important game for him because – I don't know if you know, Tad, but during the 2022 season, the most recent season, he was actually dismissed towards the end of the season back in November for it's unspecified, but it's violating team rules, essentially. So the head coach okay. dismissed him. He was able to keep his scholarships. So he's able to finish out the year as a academic person. I, guess, like, as a I wonder, I wonder what it, we won't do reckless speculation. Yeah. But man, I wonder what it was then. Like, maybe I don't think I've ever heard of that in my life. So yeah, maybe it'll surface as the sort of process goes along here oh, and as we get closer get to the trap. Exactly. But just, yeah, it's definitely concerning, especially when you have that mark on your record. So this is a chance when you get invited to a big game like this, you definitely show up to sort of make up for the fact that it's like, okay, maybe he could have some personality issues. Was it a one-time thing, but is he a good performer? Well, I mean, he really put up a really great game. Yeah. Total no, 95 all-purpose yards during that collegiate bowl. So, I mean, he was doing it on the ground. He was able to do it through the air as well as a pass catcher. So, I mean, this guy has a versatile skill set, and for him to sort of be able to perform that way and sort of assure maybe some of these scouts out there that are watching him that's like, okay, maybe this was a little bit of an issue during my uh, college years and my final year there, but he was still able to rush for over 1,000 yards during the season, Tad. So, I mean, even though he got dismissed in November, he still that's was insane. able to total a lot of that's yards. That's crazy. <laughs> So, I mean, the guy has a lot of talent. He clearly showed it in the collegiate bowl. We'll see what happens as the process goes along here. But just, yeah, that is, he definitely needed to have a good game, especially with him getting dismissed in the 2022 season. Most recently, it wasn't even like, you know, happened in his freshman year or something where it's like, okay, that yeah, was still no, early. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This is very well, it, recent. It, yeah, it's not like a Cam Newton situation where <clears throat> he sold a couple laptops and all of a sudden, you know, he's he goes from Florida to – uh, Blinn to uh, Auburn. How about that for me? Uh, knowing Cam Newton's Juco, by the way, but uh, I used to cover them. That's why. But 
it's yeah exactly it's not like that it's just and i didn't even know it ha- that happened so i i need to look into that i haven't scouted him at all obviously otherwise i would but uh no, that, that's interesting that's because yeah. like i said i've never heard of that in my life of a player being kicked off uh, you know not for you know personal or like medical reasons and still keeping their scholarship. I've never heard of that ever. So that's yeah. going to be, that's going to be interesting. You know, if he gets a combine invite that is going to come up in interviews. Oh, hundred percent. It will hundred percent. It will. So um, let's finish it out here, Tad, who is one guy that you think improved their stock after the collegiate bowl concluded? So I, mean, I don't know so much about improved his stock. Cause the stock was already kind of rising, but just made a believer out of me is the way I picked this is it's uh, Malik Cunningham, the quarterback okay. at Louisville. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't believe I'm about to say these words, but he reminds me a lot of pro bowler Tyler Huntley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I brought this up <laughs> in our Slack, really quick tangent here, but just I brought this up in the Slack, and a lot of people agree that it's just like, this is why the Pro Bowl just doesn't yeah. have the same merit yeah, that it yeah, used to. We're just like, like when Tyler on. Huntley is making the Pro Bowl, it's like, come on, what are you doing? At like, come on, guys. <laughs> Wait, what, what's going on here? Come yeah, on. I almost texted my sister who works for the NFL. I was like, what are you doing? I know yeah, she has no control, really. but still, like, come on. Um, but Tyler Huntley, regardless, nearly brought the Baltimore Ravens to a victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs. So he is a solid, if not good, backup quarterback. And it was just – here's what why I'm making this comparison is their pocket presence. Huntley very rarely uh, panics in the pocket. He knows when to scram- – he has running ability, but he does not choose running as his first option. Malik Cunningham was the exact same way. You could literally see him, and this is what makes me like him so much already. You could see him. Making the reads. If the reads weren't there, there's a great play in the very first quarter. I think it was uh, his team's, I don't know, second or third drive, where his reads weren't there. He recognized it within three seconds and escaped out of a very narrow hole in the offensive line, got like five or six yards. And then and he also didn't like, you know, push shoulder down or put himself at risk of injury. He slid. He was good. So is, uh, am I saying this guy is a mid-round you know, sleeper as a starting quarterback? Probably not. But I think that he really does have potential to be like, okay, if my guy goes down, I have potential. And Amari, you know this of all people. If your starting quarterback goes down, you need a backup plan. So I, like, if the 49ers put him in, I'd be confident that, like, okay, we still have a shot here. So um, I'll be very interested to see him as this you know, process develops. I have not done – uh, uh, you know, extensive, extensive scouting on him yet, but you can rest assured. I definitely will be, especially because he's playing this Saturday in the senior bowl. And I will be very, very interested to see how he does there, because if he can string two great bowl game performances together, whoo, his stock may be shooting up. Yeah. And you may look at the box score, Tad. I don't know if you have the numbers on hand for you there for three for five. I don't know how many uh, yards, but I'll look it up. It was it was pretty low if I remember correctly, but just I wonder like I mean me and Tad we talked about this before we started recording here is just that I wonder if he got that invite and so he didn't perform at his best during this game because he wanted to showcase it during the Senior Bowl on Saturday. And also one thing that I do want to bring up too is that from what I kept observing, I didn't get to watch the entire game. I watched bits and pieces here, but from the analysis that I was able to read, it seems like this was a very defensive favorite collegiate bowl. Yeah, so, I mean, you see was. Jeff Fisher, he was able to get a lot more pressure 
on the opposing team. So, I mean, that's why you see lower numbers from the quarterbacks in that game as well as the receivers in that game. So I wonder if that played a factor as well as why he got lower numbers too. But just, yeah, as long as you could sort of see some of these things, it's like the numbers like said, almost don't matter. pocket awareness. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The numbers, I, I wasn't worried about it. It was the pocket awareness is what I like so much. Yeah, the numbers very rarely matter as well as the scoring in these games very rarely matter. It's like you want to see, is a quarterback going through the progression? Is he willing to roll out of the pocket and make a play exactly. with his legs? Is he willing to, yeah, tuck it and run sort of thing? It's like you want to see all these things. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what the actual stat line is, the final stat line, excuse me, or what the final score is for the game. It's like if you could see these traits in a quarterback, it's like, okay, this I could work with. So like Tad said, maybe he's not going to be a mid-round guy. Maybe he'll go undrafted. I mean, we're not sure how exactly it's going to play out. But you're seeing maybe he'll be now. irrelevant. Could be, could be. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see, obviously, him, like Tad said, on Saturday. So we'll see if he can sort of take that next step after showing some good promise here in the Collegiate Bowl to take that to the Senior Bowl. And then who knows? Maybe he'll get invited to the Combine, too. Like, I mean, we'll see how this all he'll plays get out invited. for sure. I'd be shocked if he didn't get an invite. Exactly. So that's pretty much our quick analysis here of the Collegiate Bowl. Like, I mean, like we sort of talked about in the intro and at the closing part of our last episode, we're going to go heavy into some draft content. So as of recording, I think the um, East-West Shrine game is going on right now. So we're going to have some analysis yep. on I heard that Arizona game. Arizona State's running back is doing really well. I saw a tweet about that. I haven't been watching the game, but uh, I will watch it before we go, you know, do our show tomorrow. I promise. 100%. We're definitely going to watch it to the best of our ability, obviously. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Thursday and a Friday, so there are weekdays for us. So, But, yeah, we're going to do our best to make sure to get some good analysis for that game. And like we teased before, we are going to be doing another live stream for the yeah, Super Bowl we are. on Saturday. So, I mean, we're going to be covering that entire game. We're going to be joined by our good friends on LAFB Network, Jamal Manny and Will Decker. So, I mean, they're going to give a lot of great analysis as well, as well as Tad. And we're going to have a fantastic time. Hopefully, you could join us. And, I mean, the best way you could just – Always be aware about everything that's happening with us is right there in the ticker. You see all of our social media handles down there below for Twitter. You got my personal handle, I'm inside23. You got Tad's at Tad Decide94. You got the show handle, the Decide Guys. And of course, we're on Instagram as well at the Decide Guys there. And I mean, subscribe or listen to your podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You listen right on the LEFB Network website as well. Just hit that subscribe button. Always be up to date with all the latest and greatest that's happening with us on the podcast. And we got the YouTube, of course. So, I mean, you got watching us right now. So subscribe to our own individual channel. We have an individual channel now on LEFB Network's umbrella of shows there. So, I mean, subscribe to our channel. You can subscribe to the LEFB Network channel. They got a lot of great content for you guys as the Rams and the Chargers heading into the offseason. We already talked about Keller Moore going to the Chargers. We talked about Michael Floor going to the Rams. That's going to be some very interesting developments as they sort of plan their offseason strategy for free agency as well as the draft. So, I mean, they got you covered there. But, yeah, please, guys, we appreciate everybody who's subscribing. Just hit that subscribe button. Always be up to date with us. But, yeah, to everybody who's already watching, who's listening, who's interacting with us, we're going to be into draft season. So we want to hear your draft takes on anything and everything that's going on this draft season. So, yeah, please, to everybody who's already doing it, we really just can't thank you enough. Murr, I do have one bone to pick with you before we wrap up. You're, you okay. keep saying it wrong. Say it with me. Say it with me, right? Le Fleur. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give that the flair, fleur. Huh? You got exactly. You gotta put the little French flair on it. It's nice. The fleur. I got it. Got it. Come on. 
Uh, Lefleur. Lefleur. There we go. All right. Thank you. All right. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can say that Murr hasn't already. Guys, I'm so excited. And by the way, if you have any draft questions, your first chance to get them answered, I should say your best chance to get them answered sooner rather than later, hit us up on the YouTube Facebook or Twitter live chat that will be going as we are live with the senior bowl. I will be monitoring it. Amur will be monitoring it. So that is a great place to interact with us. If you are not the type to comment or to tweet at us, that's fine. But that is the way to do it. Then hit us up on YouTube on Saturday. So be sure to keep a lookout for that. And like we said, we got one more episode coming out this week. So be sure to keep your eyes out for that. And as always, everyone, please stay safe. (laughs) 